how long after high school did you jump into the, into the military? Um, from the day I graduated, it was two weeks. Two weeks. Oh wow. Two weeks. She was right in there. Oh yeah. When uh, were you? Were you talking to recruiters while you were still in school? Yeah, actually. Okay. The third day, like I had the talk with my parents. They were like, "We're not going to pay for your college." I was like, "Okay, let me figure this out." I had no idea how I was going to figure it out. And then I'm walking into lunch. I had maybe three days left of school left, and the recruiter is just right there in front of the cafeteria, per usual. And he was like, yo, we pay for your college. How? Like, where's the catch? Oh, you got to enlist. So my contract ended up being eight years. Oh, snap. Like, eight I'm years. Like that. Signed wow. my life away. But um, they're paying for my school. I'm going to be gone for the four years. It's just gonna, I'm going to be in school. So he was like, like, sign up for eight years. We'll pay for your college. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Adversity Kings. This is our hundred and, and something episode. Um, oh, we got a special guest with us here today. Uh, my boy sounds like he's 40, but he's 19. Isaiah Lopez. Let's go introduce yourself, bro. Nice to meet you. What up, also? My name is Isaiah Lopez. I just came back off active duty for the military. Um, went to COD, junior college locally um, for track. We just won national championship in New York. Let's actually. go. I should have wore the shirt, but... It's something too crazy, but it was a pretty good time over there. And yeah, I'm here to talk about mostly my military experience. Whatever you have to ask me, I'm here. Let's go. Let's go. So we're going to kind of jump right into it. So uh, for those of you guys that don't know about Isaiah, um, so you're 19. Um, you've been working at Lifetime for about two years, right? which is, uh, I mean, that Lifetime specifically, correct me if I'm wrong, in Oakbrook, right? Right. And they have, there's D1 college athletes there all the time, coaches traveling from across the country to go to this gym to train these people. Obviously, I've been there. I got a membership for about almost two years now, too. And that's, you know, the ice ice tub, the hot tub, the steam room, the sauna. Beautiful. Best gym ever, bro. So been there two years, active duty in the military last year, right? Right. Um, So active duty in the military last year. I went through some stuff with your parents, shipped off to a couple different states. I've been through a lot. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the vaccine, COVID, how that affected his experience in the military, and then obviously the future of of where he's going to pursue. So just to kind of jump right into it, bro, um, starting off, you got out of high school. You were 17 out of high school? I was 18, 18 out of high school. 18 out of high school. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, how long after high school did you jump into the the military? Um, From the day I graduated, it was two weeks Two weeks. Oh, wow. She was right in there. Oh, yeah. When Uh, were you, were you talking to recruiters while you were still in school? Yeah, actually. Okay. Third day, like I had the talk with my parents. They were like, we're not going to pay for your college. I was like, okay, let me figure this out. I had no idea how I was going to figure it out. And then I'm walking into lunch. I had maybe three days left of school left. And the recruiter is just right there in front of the cafeteria, per usual. And he was like, yo, we pay for your college. I was like, how? Like, where's the catch? Oh, you got to enlist. So my contract ended up being eight years. Oh, snap. Like, eight years. Like that. Signed wow. my life away. But um, they're paying for my school. I'm going to be gone. Well, the four years, it's just gonna, I'm going to be in school. So he was like, like, sign up for eight years. We'll pay for your college. That eight. was a little hard to do. A little. Yeah. The eight years is a little intimidating, but... Is I that said, eight years of reserve slash active? Or? Yeah, I could, if I could go back, I could go back active later on if I want. But while I'm in school, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna do that until yeah. school's over. But yeah, the eight years was a huge, uh, yeah, you know. But so I shipped off, and that was this was two weeks after I graduated. I didn't tell my parents I was leaving until like maybe a week out, 
and my dad and my dad had pretty good he was like do you like be your own person i'm not gonna tell you no yeah and my mom had a lot of things to say about <laughs> it she was like no you shouldn't have done that like you don't know where they're gonna send you like they own you now i knew that yeah i knew that probably already. out of love she was saying that didn't want to lose you didn't want you to grow up kind of probably yeah and i left my my little eight-year-old sister behind she i had to explain to her i was gonna be gone for like six months yeah she looked up to you a lot, probably, huh? Yeah, she yeah. so does. She just yeah. turned nine, actually, and she was crying. She was like, what do you mean you're going to be gone? I'm like, I'm going to be back. <laughs> not soon. Like, you know what I mean? But so one thing that was an issue when I first enlisted was my recruiter was like, you can't swear, you can't swear in unless you get the COVID vaccine. And at the time, this was what, 2020, this was last year. Around, wow. This is June last year. That shipped off June 18th. They're still doing that with the, the vaccine in 2022. Actually, not, yeah, in 2022. Wow. Yeah. But they recently changed it. So recently. I'm, I'm going to get to that later. But so he was like, we're not shipping you anywhere unless you have a COVID card to give me. What? And I was like, fine. But I postponed it to like last minute. Yeah. God, I didn't really want to get it. That's actually a huge reason why a lot of recruiters aren't getting as many numbers. There's a huge thing right now where a lot of people, the military isn't like. Heard about that. They're not really getting as many recruits because of the COVID vaccine because there's people who are already in and they're telling them, hey, you have to get it now or we're going to kick you out. Wow. A lot of people who've been in for like six, seven years, eight years, people who've re-enlisted 18, 16 years saying no, no. And they're all all leaving. All the older people are leaving. There are newer people want to go because of the vaccine. Yeah. So I got my vaccine. And he said, okay, you're good to go. I gave him the card. I shipped off that next week after. And they gave me, so when you first get to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for boot camp, there's this thing called like, like your entrance, entrance uh, processing, your processing, so all your paperwork. If you die, where's the money going to go? Oh, snap. Some pretty, pretty deep conversations to have with people you don't know. It's like, so how much do you want in your life insurance? How much are you giving to this person, to this person? Like stuff like that. And then there's this little room where they line you up one by one and there's two doctors on each side and they're just poking you with with like all sorts of vaccines. Really? Yep. Like two in each arm, two just like this. Just keep walking, keep walking. Real shit. Yep. And one time I asked them, Hey, what is this? They were like, We can't tell you right now. That's like, what they said. Yeah, I was like, while they're vaccinating you. I was like, yeah. I'm wow. Like, what is this? And I'm like, they're like, I can't tell you. We can't tell you. I'm like, okay. Like, I can't say anything because we're in a line. Like, yeah. yelling at me to keep moving. And so after processing's over, I got my second COVID shot. And the first one didn't really affect me like that, but the second one was the day before. Like, I actually started boot camp which yeah. is like a huge thing where you hop on the bus and your drill sergeant's like right there yelling at you. I was, I woke up in the middle of the night throwing up. I had like a cold sweats, everything. I was shaking. Holy shit. And I realized in like a few hours, I'm going to be like having the like most interesting day in my life. But I mean, everyone else had it too. So when everyone else is going through it, you can't really say anything because they're yeah. also going through it. But yeah, the, so that next morning, I realized what I signed myself up for. It was like the first day, first three days, they actually make a huge statement. They're like pounding you mentally, physically, emotionally, everything, because they're just resetting everything you know. 
Wow. They kind of brainwash you almost. Where yeah. It's like you kind of forget everything out there. You're here now. Reprogramming your and mindset. Yeah. No phone. No phone for three months. Some people, I know people who complained about not having a phone for those three months. But it was like refreshing not having a phone. Because today, like most people, like I look around and I people watch, especially at the gym. And they're just all, everyone's just like. They're while they're like, working out. Yeah, at the gym. Like yeah. Everything. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, we're really, you're so detached from, like, everything that's going on. It's like to sit here and have a normal conversation with somebody, phone down, it's yeah. like, it's different. Especially when you're three months in, you're about to get out, like, oh, hey, like, what are you, you going to do when you get out? Like, stuff like that. It's just, you meet so many characters there from all different types of backgrounds. And, yeah, so once I was done with basic training, uh, they shipped me off to Virginia for AIT, which is, like, my job of choice. Yeah. And like they teach me. So I was like a chemical equipment repairer, which is like I work on like water purifying units. So like when you're on deployment and like there's no water around, let's say like you get like mouthwash. If there's like any trace of water in it, you put it through the machine and it'll turn into straight water. Really? What if I like picked up creek water and like did yeah. that? Yeah, that's what really? That's, for. that's what that's for. Wow. Like it's just any water source, if it's dirty, you like you put it, it sucks up the water, filtered water on the way out. But yeah, so my parents, when I told them about the vaccine, they were like, why did you do that? Because my parents really against it. They didn't yeah. have it. Like, nobody had it in my house. And then I was the first one to get it. And they're like, why would you do that? You didn't have to do that. I'm like, yes, I did. Yeah. Because this is something I really wanted to do. I felt like I was actually doing something with myself out of high school, which most people at 18 can't say they know what they're doing outside of high school. You shouldn't. It's normal. But I felt like I had, like, a purpose, like, a direction I was going while I was there. I felt like like it teaches you a lot of habits that are good to keep as yeah, you get older. 100%. But, yeah, and then when I got out of those six months, I came here, reserve, and then I went to college. I just finished spring semester because I came back this December. And so I joined the track team. We just won nationals. Let's go. Um, what are you going to college for? Uh, homeland security oh really counterterrorism because so fun fact they actually give you college credits when like once your training's over they yeah give you, and homeland security that major the credits transfer over the most so they give me 30 credits yeah it's a lot it's that's almost a, like what is that almost like a year of college like yeah, yeah wow just about and so that's the one who not all of them transfer over but some of them do that major most of them transfer over so i said why not i'm just gonna do that so now, now I'm just getting school done. And I'm now, Homeland Security, that's because uh, obviously you hear Homeland Security, you're thinking like breaking, like, you know, people breaking out a door, find a criminal. Right. Like, that's what I'm thinking of. Right. right. With Homeland Security now. Is that something that like you're looking like that's the you want to be a part of that task force or what was the, you went in specifically for the college credits? Is that something that was interesting to you or that line of work or what? Right. So it's easier for me to get a job in Homeland Security because I already have like. Um, a security clearance because the military gives it like gives them to me, and then the college credits transfer over and, and like it'll show on paper them like prior military reserve military, and they'll take me more times out of ten than anyone else. Wow! So that's my backup. But actually, I just had a job interview a few days ago with Northwestern Mutual. Yeah, life insurance. Yeah, no, Let's for go. financial advising. Oh, okay. Right. Wow. So, uh, that was the first interview. I haven't heard back yet, but yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Hey man, after this, if you wanna, you know, check it out with us, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely, for sure. And then, 
Yeah, I mean, what other questions do you have for me? Yeah, so what? So obviously with the military and the COVID, I mean, that's crazy because you're 18, right? 19 right now, yeah. Well, 19 now, but at the time, 18, oh, yeah. right? And it's like most people, like especially high school, if you look at like pictures 30 years ago, people in high school are like right. grown men. And now you look at them and they're like, they almost look like they're 14-year-old kids. You know what I mean? So it's like oh, it's crazy yeah. how much it's changed. And what's even crazier is you're 18, so, you know, people can say your mind's underdeveloped, whatever. And like right. you said, most people don't know what they want to do. So you're faced with some, like, really big decisions, number one, um, that you have to make at 18, right out of high school, right. in a row. You know, what do I do? All right, military. Okay, shipping away. Okay, moving across the country. Okay, now vaccine. Going against my parents' wishes, beliefs, systems that were instilled in me since I was a child. Like right. Going against that, leaving your little sister behind. Like doing all these things that you have to do. And, you know, obviously it's against what you're and you're and you don't have nobody to really turn to at that time. Correct right. me if I'm wrong, because your parents are the ones that are like your mom's telling you, no, no, no. Your dad's like figured yeah. out you're a man, you know. Right. So it's kind of like you had uh, you had a predicament that you were in, man. And, and what did you you know, how did you look for answers during that time? Like, how did you look for like, all right, this is the right. This, did you just follow your gut instinct or what kind of were you talking to yourself a lot? Like, how did you kind of guide yourself through all that? So while I didn't really have anyone to turn to, I actually had a friend that joined at the exact same time I did. Okay. And so it was me and him. His parent, his father's a cop, and I don't know what his mom does, but his dad was extremely supportive. Like, you go do wow. your own thing, all that. And so I'm hearing him say, like, oh, my parents, like, they're happy for me. They, like, I'm excited to go. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, that's great for you. Like, I'm not yeah. going to hate on him. I'm like, that's fantastic. But a little part of me was like, I wish I had that. Yeah. That little little backbone in me to like yo I'm happy to go yeah I was just nervous because I felt like I had to do it without thinking yeah if I thought too much I wouldn't go yeah because later when my friend got shipped off to AIT which is his job training he 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 got out he quit halfway through oh he wow end up staying because like and that was yeah. the friend that had the support from his yeah wow he he had some like mental health stuff going on. He he couldn't he couldn't keep going, but I respect him. I respect him for for acknowledging that because there's a lot of people I know, especially in the military, that put that to the back. Even yeah. in general, like mental health is not really most people's prior like number one priority. Yeah, especially, especially men's mental health. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. I'm into especially in the military because it's like you wake up at four a.m. You get out at five. You do your job, do it right. That's it. No emotion. Yeah. No emotional driven decisions at all at any point in time, which is that could take a toll on you, especially if you have something going on personally. Yeah. Especially at home. I didn't, but I know he did. So I respect him for acknowledging that and putting him first. 100%. So he came back home, like I helped him out. And then I finished, I, I graduated all that. And he was telling me one day I was going out with my friends. We were doing what friends do at night and he called me he was like i can't do this anymore and i was like do what anymore he was like be here in virginia and i was like okay wow i thought you meant something else but yeah scared me yeah and he's like i gotta get out and so he got out and he's happier than he was when he was there so i can't i'm not mad at him i'm happy he did that for himself yeah so, yeah, mental health, especially in the military, in general, is a huge topic that we could get into if you want. It doesn't matter to me. 
Yeah, 100%. That's uh, and what's crazy with uh, the military experience you thought, because that's a thought I had in the military, and that's what I got. Right. You know, I, I had a brush with that because I was scared, like, coming out of high school. Right. I always thought, like, all right, it's going to happen for me. You know right. what I mean? Like, God will, like, line up. Like, the, something the, that puzzles will just fall right Yeah, place, exactly. Like, you know, and that's, like, I think what a lot of people think, bro. So when I got out and I had nothing else to do and I didn't know what I was going to do. Right. And, you know, where I came from, terrible neighborhood and stuff like that. I was literally on my way to enroll, like to enlist right. in the military. And I had dashed on the the recruiters. Right. Like they had came to my house and my mom like saw me like, she's like, you're going, you're going, you know, like trying to get me to do something, you know. Oh, right. So she was trying to push you to yeah. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I had uh, pulled, I was following them to right. MEPS. I was going to do like MEPS. Yeah. Or whatever. And uh, I had busted a left and dashed to them on the intersection and told them, hey, uh, you know, I popped a tire or something. I couldn't cut. And then I never saw him again. You know, so it's like I was going to go, man. And, and it's like I think a lot of times all the time, like what if I would have went? Because I think, like you said, the military teaches you habits that, that we need to learn, especially nowadays as men. Right. You know, TikTok, social media, all these quick dopamine releases that never give you true, like you said, purpose right. in your life. Men have purpose when they're building something, right. when they're building their physique, when they're building their mindset, when they're building their discipline. Right. That's where you get purpose from as a man. And, and like you said, it does take a toll on your mental health. And people don't realize that. And that's why as men, you know, we, we do need that love and support, oh, yeah. you know, and that's why the biggest, where do they sentence you in prison? What's the biggest prison sentence? The rest of your life in solitary right. confinement by yourself, because that's one of the biggest pains in the world is to be isolated and alone. And there's people that are around people that still feel isolated, you know, and alone. So fast forward, you're 19. Um, you got, you graduated. When did you get back? Um, I graduated May, 2022. I came back December Okay. So um, what did you do after you graduated? Were you just out in Virginia or what were you kind of doing um, then? Once I graduated, basically sent me up straight there. Oh, so, oh, wow. And then once I finished, Virgi- like once I was done in Virginia, um, they gave me my orders, which is like the paperwork for me to leave. Okay. And they're like, you're going home. Wow. I was like, sick. Like yeah. finally, you know, finally. So, because the first half, no, you have no phone. The other half, you have your phone. Okay. So, I'm calling everyone. I'm checking up on everyone. Hey, I'm going to be home soon. But when, when, the week before I left, I didn't. T- I told my parents I was going to be back in two weeks. So, they wouldn't expect me to be home. They, so, you like, surprised them. I had to. I yeah. had to do it. I had to do it. So, I surprised my mom at work. And then I surprised my dad when he got home later that day. And then we all went to go pick up my sister. And then I have it on video somewhere, but it's like one of those wholesome, yeah, like commercials. Never forget like, that, man. Never. I know it was a great time. She was, she was like, "I want you to show up to my school in uniform." She kind of had it planned out before I did. But yeah. She was so surprised. She didn't know you were going to be there earlier. Oh though. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But on the topic of mental health, yeah, um, kind of like you could feel isolated in a group setting, even when there's people there for you. Because, like, I don't know, there's a difference between saying, I'd rather have someone not tell me they're here for me and actually, like, help me and, like, actually be there. Like, yo, I'm here for you. Just let me know if you need anything. Like, that's not really. Yeah. That's not. That's, a, like, a just in case, you know, if shit comes the worst, you could come to me. But, yeah. Like, my, I, have, I have two two of my best friends. They don't really tell you. don't need to, need to say that. They're like, yo, like, do you want to, you wanna, like, talk about anything yeah on your session we'll talk about or they'll come to me about their stuff and then if i have something going on once i'm done helping them out like i'll talk to them about my stuff like having a support um, emotional support system 
is phenomenal. That's why, like, I like like you when you get a girlfriend right away, you're like so happy. Yeah, like you have someone to share what you're doing with because you can only do that so much with yourself. Like it's just you, you know. Yeah. And then having the boys around, having a female around that you love, that's not there just to have fun. But yeah. That actually wants to be there and understand you. That's a whole different. Hundred percent. Wait, it's rare thing. too nowadays, man. Real rare. Yeah. Um. At the at Lifetime at the gym I work at, it's actually that's not the place to look. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the place to look because I see people that are my age, like 18, 19, 18, 19, and they they go shoot to the older guys that they know have money right away. Yeah. Like when they're out drinking on the rooftop and they're like, oh, like what do you do? And like you could tell they're significantly older than them. Yeah. But like that's all they're there for, and I'm on the clock. Yeah. And I'm like. Wow, like they all really want like that one same thing, which is like, do you have money, yes or no? Yeah. Without asking, like they'll figure it out. Hey, buy me a drink, buy me another one, buy me another one, buy me another one. And once you say no, they're like, oh. Yeah, really? run no. away, yeah. Like, you know, that's a whole other topic, but yeah. Now, it is really rare to find nowadays. You have to find them in like hardest places. Yeah, 100%. Places. Stuff like that you can't really look for. That's something that just falls into place. That got to find you, place. yeah. Thousand but, percent. Yeah. What about um? So how did you coming back? How did you end up getting involved with Lifetime? How did you find that job? Did you just kind of apply everywhere, and that's kind of, or you kind of knew that's where you wanted to go, or you had somebody that kind of connected you? Um. So I actually I worked there before I left. I joined when I was oh, okay. a junior in high school. I was like seventeen, and then uh, right before I left, I told them, "Hey, I'm going on military leave," and they're like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going on military leave." They're like, "Okay," so. They saved my job until I came back. That's nice. Wow. And my, I worked as a lifeguard when I was like 17, 18. And then the, my, the manager in a different department, who was also currently in the Army Reserve, was like, do you want to work for me? And I'm like, because wow. I heard you just got off mili- like military leave. Do you want to work for me? And they pay a little bit more. I was like, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because he's been in like 10 years. And wow. He was like, you just got back? I'm like, got back he started interrogating me would you (laughs) you go but yeah i like i like being there because being there it's more than just the job more than the paycheck it's more than just working out there day to day i feel like connecting like connecting and um like what's the word i'm looking for can like just connecting with other people networking yeah networking is like a life cheat code like i found that out like it's just a real life cheat code it's like it can't be this easy because that's where hey, I know a guy comes from. Yeah. Like, hey, I know a guy. Or I know someone who knows someone. You know what I mean? Because, like, once you, ha- once you know a certain amount of people that know you and know what you do and how much you're worth and how much your time's worth, then it's like they're going to want to call you yeah. depending on what you do. Like, Money follows attention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, there's certain people who say, like, oh, I know a lot of low people in high places. Yeah. That's an interesting saying to me. It's like you just know a lot of people like that's it but you gotta also know high people and high valuable places. yeah right because like when i'm at the gym and i'm like closing the place down and there's like a lamborghini outside yep and i see this man talking in the locker room about what he does for a living and then i start asking and then it really depends on who the person is sometimes people who have money like that they could be like greedy about it they'd be like like i found out how to do this so i'm not going to tell you but uh, the people who are like willing to share that that knowledge to other people, those are the people I listen to. Because there's Blessing, some people bro. who were lucky enough to like be born into that money. That's true. Yeah, and they're humble enough to admit that. 
there's some people who really didn't come from that and now have that. And those end up being like the greedier ones that are like, I earned this. This is mine. Yeah. It, it really just depends. But networking at the gym is more valuable to me than the paycheck. 100%. Because like, let's say if I do get this financial advising role and I could still work at Lifetime one day a week, I could hand out my card. Yeah. Could, Yo, I do this. Everyone there has a lot, good amount of money. Yep. That's like my foot in the door to me being successful somewhere else, even if I'm not working there anymore. So just I feel like networking is a real life cheat code to me. 100%. For those of you guys that uh, don't know about Lifetime, look up Lifetime Gym in Oak Brook, Illinois, and you'll see like D1 athletes, like top, top people from the country coming to this gym. And then the people that, like he was saying, the people that are in the parking lot when you pull up, you're seeing, you know, Rolls Royce trucks, Lamborghinis, McLarens, um, just, you know, Bentley trucks, di different type of cars that you're seeing, but everybody there is pretty wealthy. I mean, the membership's, what, 200 a month per person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I have a membership there, $200 a month per person. Gym is beautiful. It's worth every ounce of that money. Oh, yeah. um, and, and it's like you said, networking, bro. So for those of you guys that are out there that are listening to this right now and, you know, you're a server, you're a bartender, you're working at a gym, you're you're washing and detailing cars like I was, like whatever you're doing, just understand, like Isaiah was saying, networking is a cheat code. You know, we have social media, right? So social media, building your social media up while you're networking with people. You know, he, you're, he just applied for Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor you never know what could happen in your life. We've all seen movies where somebody comes in, he meets a guy who's a multi-billionaire from a company. The guy's, you know, on his deathbed and you were the one loyal to him. You were coachable. You were his like son he never had and right. leaves the whole company behind to you. You worked for it. You knew the business. And now, you know, you're, you're set for life, right? So exactly. And, um, and obviously you can't really network. And the, the biggest thing that I think people misuse, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, about networking is you don't even have to have much value to yourself now. Like if you can network with somebody, just show them, all right, I'm a, I'm a trustworthy person. Right. I have a great character. I'm, a, you know, you're sharp mentally, obviously. Right. Like if you can just show somebody that you're trustworthy and you have a great character with the way that the world is today, that itself is, is rare and valuable itself. All right. Yeah. So like military, one thing that always stuck with me is the acronym, like leadership. It's loyalty, duty, respect, honor, selfless service. There's, a, there's another one, personal courage. Wow. And those like... I carry those with me every day, every day, because I feel like for me, it's first impression and character Yeah, that gets you anywhere. 100%. Like, like at the gym, or I'm working, and this guy's like, hey, how's your day? And I'm like, oh, like, yo, someone's talking to me. Like, this doesn't usually happen. I'm like, oh, my name's so-and-so, and then I see him every day. And then he starts telling me about what he does. And then there's people, There's I met this guy at the gym. He's actually, he owns a company that sets up, like, the stages and stuff for, like, music festivals wow. and he was like oh yeah i'm looking to hire someone but you'd be traveling a lot and i was like do you have a card and he gave me his card and then i reached he called him yesterday and i have another interview set up but let's go that's like that's sick like yeah. to be able to like to just randomly meet people like that who do that it's high level stuff that i feel like everyone should get involved in whenever they get the chance yeah 100 percent networking and then so obviously you're 19, you're at Lifetime now, you've been there about two years. Right. Um, so obviously you're on that journey now. Is that you want to full-time, like be an entrepreneur? That's kind of what you're shooting for or what's kind yeah, of dreams and passion I, of yours? When I, if I land the role of financial advising, my goal is to like be there for a few years, see how they run it, see how the company runs. And then I'll be there, I'll make my own clients with them. And then 
I just start my own LLC where I do that on the side for my own money, for my own amount. Wow. And then I have, what is it called, clients for the firm, my own clients. I can charge whoever I want, I want for them depending on how much I think I'm worth. Yeah. Like, that's the same way for barbers. Like, barbers, if they do it long time and they do get good haircuts, good reviews, they're going to upcharge. Yeah, 100%, like, hey, yeah. $55 haircut? Why? Oh, here's why. I've been doing this for this long. I have this many reviews. I've been doing, I do this. You know what I mean? I'm not there yet, but I do, like, I obviously have a lot of confidence in myself to do that, to say I'm going to be there later on. I feel like, I heard this in a music video a long time ago. It was like, I'm already a millionaire. I just don't have all my money yet. Yep. That's how I, like, I walk everywhere like that day to day. Like, my car right now, not a good car at all. I'm not going to lie. I put my money other places. The car is not important to me. Yep. My my appearance outside the vehicle, day to day, my savings, all that is more important to me than just because I'd rather have a good house and a shitty car than a good car and a shitty house. Yeah. Plus, you're you know investing into assets. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And that the assets are going to pay for your car right. later, anyways. Exactly. So I'd rather. They're like, "Why are you still driving that? You don't need to drive that." I'm like, "I'm putting my money elsewhere." Yeah. I'd rather like for school, like stuff like that, and I'm I'm currently like debt free because the military is paying for my college. Yeah. So I'm just strolling in there, getting all my credits done, getting all that done, and I'm just saving everything I have right now. And then, once the time's right, I'll do what I want with that. I don't really know what that is yet, but to have it just in case. Now, how do you like? Because obviously, what you're talking about is delayed gratification, right? right? And I think, especially our generation, a lot of times that you know we struggle with delayed gratification. Right. Now, is that something you think that the military taught you? Is that something your parents instilled in you, or how did you kind of get delayed gratification? I feel like both. My mother's a huge contribution to not wanting something right away, because anything that comes to you right away is not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, if you look for something, you'll find it. Like, if you're looking for trouble, if you're looking to do something that's not the smartest thing to do, oh, it'll happen. Yeah. It's easier. Life's harder when you break more rules because then more rules get set on you. And then you're just like, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? I just say keep breaking the rule. But if you just follow those one set of rules that you set for yourself, then everything will come into play later. So From the beginning, like yeah. Being um, self-disciplined. And like having delayed gratification, like you knowing this kind of sucks right now, but it'll be great later. Like once you say you did it, you did it. Yeah. Like there's Olympians who like train all four years, all eight years, four years, and they might they might not perform how they expected to those four years later. But when you win, let's say you wait another four years and you win, you're like, it took me eight years to get here. Yeah. And I'm here. Eight years to become an overnight right. success. Exactly. It's like nobody nobody notices, nobody wants to invest until it's happened. Right. But, like, we all know that you have to invest early. Yeah, you got to invest before, yeah. You can't do it after. It's too late. Like, you know what I mean? You got to do it early. That's why having a good support system, that's why when, like, once you do something successful in your life and then people start coming towards you, some people absorb that. And they're like, oh, now everyone loves me. I have to keep doing that. But... I'd rather have those people that were there when I wasn't there yet staying with me the whole time because those are the people who really know what I'm worth and what I'm about. And that's priceless, man. You, oh, those yeah. people in your life are 100% priceless. Absolutely. What you just saw, because what you just said made me think of like two things, right? So right. Um, obviously in our business, we have a saying that says like, if you take shortcuts, eventually you get cut short. 
Absolutely. The, the, the shortcut is to do it right the first time. Absolutely. You know? So like you said, establishing that moral, the character, the principles that you have. And there's also something so that I live by. Right. And that's your conscience, right? Correct. So everybody has that voice in their head that talks about, you know, let's say it's like, don't eat that food. You know, you know, right. you shouldn't eat that food. Um, you know, you should go to the gym. You right. know, you should get up at this time. You shouldn't be up this late. You know, you shouldn't be drinking. You shouldn't be doing this, whatever. Right. right. Everybody has a moral compass. Right. Now, um, when I talk about it, I, I like to call it the authentic voice of God. Right. right. So God is telling you through your mind what to do. That's your biological instincts for self-preservation, trying to guide you down the path that you need to take. Right. So, for example, you're like, all right, you're at Lifetime, you're at the gym. You're at the gym because your mind's telling you you need to work out. You right. know what I mean? You see the Lamborghini, you're like, I need that. Right. Because that's the life that we all, the potential we all have, the life that we all need to live. Right. And like you said, the reason that you don't have, you probably have very few, if any, regrets, right? Right. Because you're following that line, right? right? Too many times people, what people really don't get is like you said, they'll take shortcuts, they'll do that, and then they regret it. Right. Every time. No one ever wakes up after a night of drinking and says, wow, that was the best time of my life. I want to do it again. You right. know what I mean? It's always oh, I regret it to some extent, even if they lie and say that they don't. Right. No one no one enjoys that. You know what I mean? And and like you said, man, it, it takes you down a path and your habits create your future. Right. So you being 19 years old and, you know, that's a lot of respect to you because it's hard. Most people don't get that without this business. I would not have that. Right. You know, so you finding that out kind of on your own, being right. instilled by your mother, by the military. Who are some of like the biggest the biggest mentors that have impacted and affected your life? I had I had a, an instructor while I was gone and I was in South Carolina. He was like. I want you to live your life like it's one large renaissance, like. Do as much as you possibly can when you're young so you can look back at it and be like, I did that. Wow. Like, he referred to the movie Cars, like when when Lightning McQueen goes into the garage and, like, like the old car is like, oh, like you're nothing. And he goes in his garage and he's like, man, you, like, you used to do all that? He's like, yeah, I used to do all that. Yeah. Him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be old and say, I, like, damn, I regret not doing something. Yeah. I want, like, I just want to do it because I'll regret it later if I don't. Like, there's multiple times in the gym where I've been like, damn, I should have talked to that girl again. She might not be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I should I should do it now because I might not see her again. That's what my friends tell me. Like, if you don't, you might not see her ever again. You do it right now. You won't regret it later. Yeah. You will if you don't. And I, that carries with me everywhere. Like when my recruiter was like, hey, we'll pay for your college. I was like, let's go. Why not? Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. I'll be back in six months. Everything. And when I came back, life, it felt like it just it's the same like everyone's doing the same thing and it kind of i looked at them a little different because i did all this when i was gone but like you guys are still sitting here doing the same thing yeah the people who worked at lifetime there's some people who left and got better jobs but i looked at them a little different i was like i just did all this no you guys are just so comfortably staying where you're at comfort zone's a killer man the biggest killer but especially in any business you run you need people that are comfortable where they're at because if they're not then they wouldn't contribute to your success or yeah. your product because like as long as they're happy with where they're at you can't really help them true if they if they want to be there and they're comfortable like you can't you can lead the horse to the water but you can't make it drink right but if they're happy then there's all you could do so back on the topic of some of my mentors like he told me like live your life like it's one large renaissance like do as much as you possibly can without thinking just to say, hey, I did that and be proud of it. 
not regret. Damn, I did that. Damn, I should have done that. No, damn, I did that. Yeah. Yo, like, what? And you might fall in love. You might right. find a different purpose. Right. Exactly. Just keep doing what you want to do and say that you did that. And then, and then my my parents, my my mother and father have two just separate outlooks on life. My dad's like, just be you. Do do what you want to do, and then everything will come into play. And my mom, on the other hand, she was just more like a, like a you need to do this so you can set yourself up later. My mom was always a little more harder on me than my father was in that like self discipline aspect. It made me excuse me, it made me like not like her as much as my dad. Yeah, like especially in the high school years. But the short term, the older I get, the more I could appreciate that. Yeah, the more I could see why she did that. There's times she's like, you'll understand later. And I sat there like a little 17-year-old like, like, mm-hmm. will I? And then, yeah, yeah, I do. So my parents for sure. And yeah, that, that one instructor I had, his, damn, I don't even remember his name. I think his name was Senior Drill Sergeant Young. I've seen him a few times like on the U.S. Army's Instagram page. But other than that, that dude was, that dude was sick. That dude's killed a lot of human beings. Yeah. <laughs> he always just, uh, yeah. He's told us a few stories that I can't share. Savage. <laughs> but, yeah, that dude has a lot of life on his hands. But. That's uh, that's crazy that you say that, man, because, uh, you know, that's most most people, and, and it kind of like everyone has a different journey. That's a blessing. That's why we do this podcast. Everyone yeah. has a different journey throughout their life. Yeah. And like you said, trying things when you're young, having those mentors like your mom, like your dad in place to be, you know, two separate outlooks on life, two separate right. perspectives that help you. But obviously you, you know, going through the military and doing what you did, you know, none of them gave you the advice to go to the military. You did that right. your own. So being able, I think it's really intelligent, you know, a sign of intelligence with you uh, specifically is being able to not only take the advice of the mentors that you have, right. but also being able to kind of move through life, like your dad said, being you, being who right. you are. You know, and there was a mentor of mine that he said, um, there was a guy arguing about his kid. Kid wasn't listening to him, right. you know, and he was one of those dads that you see that overweight, big stomach, drinking a lot of beer. Yeah. And his kid wouldn't listen to him, you know, and he's like, you don't even listen to you. So why would your kid listen to you? You know, and that's the thing that people think that they can go out and be good at at this and be good at that. It's like you can't be good at any of those until you're good at being you. Right. Right. And most people, I think that's why there's a lot of mental health crisis, anxiety, depression, things of that nature is because most people are not comfortable in their own skin. And they're not used to being themselves because they let everybody else tell them how they need to be. So that's something I noticed about you that I respect is noticing like you're able to take the advice, the outlook of people, because probably people that try to give you advice up and down, left and right about how you should live your life. And and they have a life you don't want to live, you know, and that's one thing I live by is you shouldn't take advice from people you wouldn't trade places with mentally, physically, financially, you know. So that's uh, great that you had those mentors. So obviously um, you're 19. You got a long life ahead of you. Young. Um, What if you could do one thing? no matter what it is, and you're guaranteed to be successful at it, one thing, what would you do? Well, I got to sit up for that. Uh, one thing, one thing that I could do right now that I would be, like, successful in, it's a hobby of mine and in my sport, but it'd be track. Because track. track, that's, I'll put my keys down. That's, that's like, you know how some people, like, they, they like weightlift in the gym, they box, whatever. They need that, that little outlet. Yeah. To let go to let go to release whatever they're feeling emotionally like so for me throwing an object in the air i mean i guess for me that it's really like how much that weigh it depends so you have a 16 pound ball and then you have like a five and a half pound disc okay 
And then there's another one where it's like it's hammer. It's a hammer thrower. It was just like the ball on the chain. And like you spin it like that, like, you know, stuff like that. And I feel like just being able to master how your body moves, like not in an everyday sense, like just knowing, hey, you got to do this, move your foot this way, do this. It's like something that distracts you from everyday life. It's a little break. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, and then I know people, actually, there's a, there's an Olympic thrower who actually just, like enlisted in the army and the, the army actually the army actually sponsors him gives him money when he goes to the olympics wow. every year and that's a guy i look up to for sure yeah. um i forgot his name i can give you his instagram later but that man like stuff like that so that's something i really want to do like i'd want to like compete for my own country and represent my own military at the same time i feel like that'd be insane to me because i'm forever i'm forever grateful to the u.s army because they give me they gave me like money in my pocket where I didn't have any. They gave me a place to stay, food to eat for free. They're paying for my college right now. Um, the the benefits alone, like when I retire, are ridiculous. Yeah. They're insane. Like I could I get a loan for a house. That's a lot of money yeah. for a house. But they give me a lot of money in advance, and they just take it on my check every month. Wow. That's extra. So just stuff like that. I've, I'm forever in debt to them. So. It's awesome yeah. that you can look at it like that. There's a lot of people yeah. that complain about, oh, the army this, the army that, but it's like, man, you know, right. people just aren't grateful for, for something like that. Yeah. I, I just feel like people don't look at, like, the positive side of things. Like, every day, like, like do you get sick and tired of working here? I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, it never gets old to me because, like, I'm always doing something new each day. Like, I'm just, like, grateful for where I'm at because I know I got myself there. Yeah. So there's some people who are like, damn, what am I doing? Like, in high school, a huge reason why I decided to say, damn, let's just go. Let's go and list. Because when you're in high school, even now, you sit there in your bed and you're like, damn, like, what am I doing in my life? Like, yeah. What, what can I do right now that, like, I can start tomorrow that would be, like, game changer? But, like, when you sit there and you have those thoughts, like, you can brainstorm all you want. It just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Like, delayed gratification. Like, it 100%. just comes with, like, you just walking up the flight of stairs. Just keep going and going. It's never a straight line there. Like, it goes up and it goes down. It's like just one large roller coaster that you have to be willing to ride. If you're not willing to ride it and you're too scared, you'll get complacent and you'll stay there. Like you said, the comfort zone, man. Yeah. And that's the problem with a lot of people. And uh, what do you think, what do you think, like, the biggest two or three things are that, that you learned that that you still use today in life from track, from doing that? How long you were doing track for? Uh, I started as a freshman in high school. I'm actually... About to be a sophomore in college now. Okay. And I look to transfer out possibly to Illinois State when once I'm done, once I get my associates. But wow. that's under the table yet, man. Yeah. We don't know about that. But um, so repeat the question one more time. So what are like some two or three things that uh, track has taught you mentally about even your self discipline, whatever the case may be, that you still use every single day? So there's a sense of being able to trust what you've done training wise and not think about it and just perform. It's like you've done all this leading up to this. Trust what you've done. Don't think about it now. You've worked all, all week, all month, all year for this moment. Like trust yourself. And like don't so let's say let's say I'm like I'm throwing like like sixteen, seventeen meters and this guy's throwing like seventeen oh one. Yeah. And I'm at seventeen uh, seventeen meters. Um I shouldn't be worried about I can't compare myself to someone else, especially if I don't know I throw that number. Like, did I do better than last time? Did I set a personal record? Because, like, 
oh, I got second place, but the dude ahead of me threw like a whole three feet further than me. Damn, I didn't get first. Damn, you know you can't throw like that far yet because yeah. you haven't earned that. You haven't practiced that hard to get there. Did you did you do better than you did last time? Yeah. Okay. Then what are you complaining about? Yeah. I'm like, damn, you're right. That's so huge. It's really a reality check to sit there and be to trust what you've done, and then to compare yourself to others is not the best thing to do. Comparison is a thief of joy. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that those two things for sure are one thing that keep me in check often. That's massive. Like you said, you know, compete with yourself. Yeah. And that's uh, the whole the whole mantra about one percent better every single day. Right. If you just know you're getting one percent better, you know, at the end of the year, you're going to be three hundred sixty five percent better. Right. And if you keep getting one percent better, somebody ahead of you right now, like you said, consistency over time. Right. There's many people that that I've seen in this company in this business that. You know, we come in this business. There's people that when I started, they were the top dogs, right. killing it. You know, everybody looked at it, and it's like, how are we going to beat them? They're, we're never going to be able to catch up to them. And then, you know, fast forward four years later, I'm ahead of them. They, some of them are not even with the company anymore. Right. You know, and it's because, like, while I kept getting 1% better competing with myself, they had a lucky run, got comfortable, complacent, and right. it stopped putting the work that got them there, right. like you said. And it's crazy that you're taking this in and you're able to learn this ahead of time right you know most people got to go through that lesson they got to go through hard times and they only learn the hard way right. and they got to go through it two three times before they actually learn that lesson which is why most people don't learn it until they're 40 50 years old right. you know so for you to learn this bro and ha- at 19 being able to recognize that see that um i think personally you know from just meeting you now and on this podcast right. i think you definitely have the mindset of an entrepreneur i think right. if you keep keep doing what you're doing thinking the way you're thinking that you're going to be a great entrepreneur whatever you pursue to do that. um now obviously fast forward five ten years from now uh what are you kind of are you looking to stay in illinois are you looking to move around what are you kind of looking to do i thought about so florida florida's been on florida and arizona have been on the top two lists just to transfer to college and because the quality of life and arizona is my favorite arizona is really nice i know i know a guy who's transferring over there for pole vaulting he's actually he's like do you want a room with me i was like possibly yeah back to you but it's I've been here. I've been in the situation where like leaving, but it's different because I'll be there for a longer period of time. It's like, it's different when you're like in a controlled environment versus you're just thrown in a different state. Now what? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So Arizona, Florida, top two places, Florida specifically, because I, I, I go there every year and I was in South Bradenton for a few months and then usually just go up to Orlando if I get my little sister, but I really like it over there. And the people, people over there are a lot easier to talk to about certain topics than it is over here. Yeah. Just, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, 100%. Time. So, yeah, those two places are definitely top two. Top two? Love it, bro. Arizona's, uh, that's what we're trying to do is yeah. kind of convince the company to let us open up in Arizona right now. That'd be so, huge. That'd be huge for you guys yeah. to do that. Beautiful. Well, we took a trip, so we went on, like, sales trips out there to Arizona and yeah, stuff and like that. You guys get, like, podcasts with, like, even, like, students. Yeah. Just anything. Just ASU is huge, yeah. That's um, Tristan, the guy that brought you on the pod. His sister went to ASU. Really? Yeah. So she she uh, once she finished ASU, she came here right. worked with us now. So yeah, that's uh, you. You could definitely get a lot of stories out of out of some students who go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, bro. So now obviously you're back, um, grinding at lifetime right now, setting yourself up for interviews. Right. Um, which is awesome, bro. You're just moving forward. Yeah, you know, I think that's the biggest lesson is like. One thing I heard that changed my life is, you know, the experts, the best people in the world that you meet, 
all they do is they just kept doing the basics very well. Right. So what you're doing is literally you're taking life at the right pace, which is why you're moving so quick. Right. See, to you, you're just moving, you know, right. but to most people, they're like, bro, you're moving quick. You military, boom, boom, yeah. interviews, boom. Fast forward a year from now, who knows where you're going to be. Right. But all you're doing is putting one foot in front of the other in the right way. You're not compromising your character. Right. You're moving forward. You know what I mean? You're, you're like you, you said, you're following exactly what, you know, the advice you got from your parents, you're following your own advice, you're following what the universe is calling you to do, right? right? So you're going to set up some interviews. Now, let's say, because um, I'm curious on this perspective for you, let's say you go through Northwestern Mutual right. Financial Advisor route, right? What you realize, hey, this might not be for me. You don't have that burning passion, that fire in your stomach. What is your pivot point then? Then I would I would rely on my major. That's what my major. I wanted to keep my major and the internship separate okay. for that reason. Because I know plenty of people that I work with now that have graduated from college, and they're not using their major for anything because they fell out of love with it while yeah. in college. So I feel like keeping the two things separate from each other is actually pretty huge. Because if if I do lose that fire in me to do that, and my major was finance, what would I do? Right. I'd have absolutely idea yeah but i have like two separate directions that i could go and i also could always go back active duty if worse comes to worse they don't pay as much as what the things i'd want to do but there's always something for me to do there's never a time where i'd just be sitting and not knowing there's That's always huge. something so yeah i'm like how you were saying like moving like i'm moving quickly i have some of my friends they tell me they're like Yo, like, you just got to sit back and, like, appreciate the things you have done already. But, like, I can't. Yeah. But I really, like, I feel like if I do that, then I'd be like, damn, that's a lot. And if I start comparing myself to other people my age, they're going to be like, well, that's more than you. So I feel like I should slow down. Yeah. But no, like, like, oh, you got to, like, appreciate the things you've done. Like, you don't seem like, like, you do something good and, like, you're not really happy about it. I'm like, because that's not it. Yeah. It's not over. It's like once I get there, I'm like, that's sick. That's sweet. That's that's amazing. Now what? Yeah. What now? There's never, damn, I did that. I'm going to take like two months off. Like, nah, like for nationals, yeah, we won. I won. But like, it's not where I wanted to be. It's like, it's over. The week the week after nationals was over, I started training back. I went right back because like, you know, the off season is more important than the actual. 100%. So, what you do in the dark, coming into light, always. Absolutely. So I feel like also kind of like this involves delayed gratification. It's like falling in love with the chase. It's like, let's say when you're talking to a female or a male, it doesn't really matter. But like talking, the talking stage, getting to know them is way better than like finally having the person. Yeah. Or like getting what you wanted because you're like, the chase was so much more entertaining. It was more interesting. It was more spontaneous. And then once you get it, you're like, it's like not. Yeah. <laughs> or like when it's towards like an award or a championship, you get there and you're like, damn, let's do that again. Yeah. The process. It's not, it's, you look forward to the very end, but once you get to the end, there's always got to be a what's next. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like, the chase is always more entertaining. That's all life is, just one large like chase. One large chase. You never get there, man. But you don't know you don't know where the end is. Yeah. You don't know. Like I could die tomorrow. Like I wanna sound dark, but I could die on the way out of this parking lot. Like Yeah. Who would know? Like 
anyone, you know, it's just, you could die whenever. So it's like, I just want to keep doing as much as I can so I could, if I don't get to enjoy that by the time that's over, no regrets. Like, he's done a lot. Yeah. He's done, you know, he's done this. He's, he knew this many people. He knew people who do this. He had plans to do this, like all that. I always think about like, like if I were to pass away, what would like my parents say at, like for their speech? What has he done? Oh, we're proud of him. I just want to add to that list of things you would say I've done over time. But I'm not there yet. I'll never be there until, until it's over. Yeah. But it's never over. The renaissance continues. Always. 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 That's huge you said that, man, because we, we have a saying here, too. And it's like everything you're saying is like it's like we have a different saying. Every time you're right. saying something, it's like, <laughs> right. it's like coming into my head because I'm like, wow. You know, and it's it's and it's success is the same, but it, it leaves clues. Everybody says the same thing. You can right. study books from years ago till modern times, and right. it's the same mindset, the same recipe for success. Right. You know, and and that's what you said is like falling in love with the process. Right. You know, it's all about the process. You have to find a way to love the process. The man that loves walking will always walk further than the man that is well, loves the destination that he's walking to. A hundred percent. So fall in love with the process. That's something that you guys could take in whatever you're doing. If you're in college, if you're in high school, if you're pursuing a new career, if you don't know what you want to do, just fall in love with the process. Find something that you're willing to love more doing the process. Like he said, the chase that like Isaiah was saying, fall in love with something that you're willing to do almost for free. Like I, I would do this for free because, you know, I haven't been the opportunity where I get to coach, help other people, teach right. them how to make money, change their life. And that's what this is all about. You know what I mean? So right. I would do this for free. Um, just like with you, you know, in, in track, like in, in doing that, you would do that for free because right. of, of what it does for you and what it does for others, right. you know? And that's the thing, man, just the blessing we are in today's society is you can go out, you can start your own business and you can have the first coaching business oh, yeah. that's going to coach people how to, how to do that, how right. to be good at that. You coach high school students, you coach, and parents pay you for the coaching. Like, oh, yeah. you know, and it's just like the stuff like that that people don't think about. Right. And if you really have that love, determination, that vision for it, it's like, like the military. Mm-hmm. Why not go all in on it? You know what I mean? Why not just, all right, listen, I understand that I might fail a couple times or whatever, but me playing it safe and going this route is not going to give me the same fulfillment in the same confidence and, and my mind is telling me go all in on this you know what I mean so I'm going to drop everything I'm going to fully pursue this and I think that's a lesson that everybody can take and it seems like that is for you man no matter what you did and what you do it's always all in like right. you're always all in on everything that you do um, and I think that's huge and um, we can wrap it up with this the last thing I want to ask you that I ask on the end of every podcast because right. always different answers and you might even give the same advice that you've already given so far okay but let's say you were to, like you said, you know, you were to die tomorrow. Right. Okay. What are, let's say you die tomorrow, everyone else in the world, all your memories of you, all the things that you did, everything gets erased completely, right. except for three pieces of advice that you would leave behind. So these three pieces of advice that you would leave behind are the only things that people would remember you for and everything else would get erased. What would those three pieces be? Well, those are really, those are really, Insanely deep question. Give me a second. Um, <laughs> Take your time. So I'd say definitely learn to appreciate the little things in life. Like, yo, like this person made me smile today or this person said hello. Like saying like a smile goes a long way or a hello goes a long way. It does. It really does. And what else? Falling in love with the process once again and being patient with yourself, being patient, being like, damn, I just want to do this now. But Again, delayed gratification. You just have to be patient. And you got to know when to do it. 
kind of calculated time. We're just, yeah, that's it. That's huge. I'll, I'll add a fourth one. Just like, just go like balls to the wall and anything you do. You can't, you can't like half ass it. Like you can't. Can't do it. You can't do it. You got to go all the way. Love that's that. It. And that's uh, one thing I wanted to add too for you that you had, uh, you know, that I learned from from just listening to you was um, whenever you said like obviously go balls to the walls. What right. people don't realize too is like when they do, they'll do a mediocre job, you right. know, or they'll do like you said, like the military, and they'll half ass it because right. they know oh, I'm guaranteed I'm getting this money, I'm guaranteed this whatever. I'll half ass right. my my ruck that I do, my PT whatever. Right. And it's like you don't realize you're habitually teaching yourself and creating a habit of half assing. Right. So when you finally get that opportunity, like the Northwestern interview, like that opportunity that you get that, you know, might come once in your life, right. well, you're going to have acid because you taught yourself to do that your whole life, right. you know? And that trickles down. Like, let's say it's also, it goes with first impression, like a new coworker at work and he, you're telling him what to do and he sees that you're not, you're not doing anything or you do a, a half-assed job. That's a first impression where mm-hmm. you're working somewhere and your boss knows you half-assed something and then you interview somewhere else and they ask your boss, how is he? And then you might not get the job, might not get the job there because you didn't do a good job there. And you're, I'm sure if you do a bad job, your boss is going to tell that person, hey, it's not a good worker. So, like, that goes along with first impression. And just because once you do, th- people notice you do things the right way, they'll do start doing things the right way, too. Yep. So, like, like you'll level people up with you because you could point out, yo, like, you're not doing a good job. And they can't say anything new because they know you do a good job. So I just, it all trickles down. Just be you and first impression matters. Beautiful. That's Let's it. go. Well, guys, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Adversity Kings. Uh, my boy Isaiah Lopez, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Where can they uh, Where can they find you if they want to reach you? They Social can find media. me on my Instagram at Isaiah G. Lopez on Instagram. That's it. Isaiah G. Lopez on Instagram. Guys, just so you know, your Instagram, your social media, that's your resume to the world. So if you want to get known about um, you want to, you know, have people view you, you want to have a chance and opportunity to connect with people, social media, you have to be on social media, whether you want to or not, that's just the way the world is today. And you got to get with it or you got to get left behind by the people that do. So, um, we appreciate you joining us today, Isaiah, hopefully, you know, we either have you on again, somebody that you know on again, and you know, maybe we work together in the future, hopefully. Um, I really enjoyed this podcast. I learned a lot myself. If you guys found value in it today, make sure you take notes, make sure you take that, live with it, apply it to your life. It's one thing to listen. A lot of people and everybody listens, but few really implement and apply the information. So definitely a lot of, a lot of things that Isaiah was able to share with us. And we thank you for your time to be able to add value and pour into us. Make sure you guys take that, you apply it to your life and hopefully your life becomes better because of it. I know mine will. Um, And if you found value in this podcast, share it, like it, subscribe, comment, do everything if you found value and stay tuned for our next episode of Adversity Kings. Thanks for watching. Bye.